Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny and Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. We have a quick episode planned today where we will discuss the potential return of Dragon Bender. Then we're going to check in on PJ Tucker with the Raptors before we wrap things up with some more Final Four talk. I'm Charlie Erling, and I'm here with Mitch Krumpetich. So, Mitch, how's it going? And before I even really ask you that, I'm just going to assume things are pretty good. Yeah, uh, things are going very well. Uh, my Gonzaga Bulldogs are going to the championship game, just beat South Carolina. So, yeah, I'm feeling really good, and uh, my mind's racing a little bit, but I, I'm excited to talk a little bit of Phoenix Suns. I'm excited for you. So Thank you. <laughs> maybe I won't sound as excited as you will today, but you you got to understand. Yeah. Make sure to get a hold of us on social media. Our Twitter is at Sunny and PHX Pod. Our email is Sunny and PHX Pod at gmail.com. And check us out over at our new host, the Deepish Thoughts Podcast Network, over at deepishthoughts.com. Thanks for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix Podcast. If you'd like to further support the show, you can head over to tpublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. That's tepublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. We've got t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. You can get our famous cheese is warming up design or just one that says sunny in PHX. Again, tpublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. And go Suns! Okay, so let's get into things. And a few months back, in January, we found out that Dragon Bender was dealing with some bone spurs on his ankle and that he would be undergoing surgery to remove them. So Bender has been recovering nicely since the surgery, and there is some talk that we might be seeing him in a Suns uni for the last few games of the season here. We're recording this episode on Saturday afternoon. The Suns play the Trailblazers in just a few minutes here. So... It sounds like he's not going to be in this one, but maybe some people have their eyes on his return for our four-game homestand, which starts Sunday, which would be yesterday in Houston. So we're, we're hoping that he played in this game, but I, I just know I'm really excited to see Bender get some run with all the other young guys finally able to see that. But I'm just bummed that he didn't get that chance with all the other youngins after the all-star break after we shut down Bledsoe after we shut down Chandler would have really liked to see him get the run that these guys got together but anyways Mitch what what have you what are you expecting to see from Bender if we do get him back for a few games here I'm just expecting him to play his heart out for the last four or five games however many he gets I'm with you that I was really wishing that we could have seen him play with all the young guys after the all-star break, but I'm just happy that we get to see him at all this year after the surgery. Um, I'm going to drop a bit of a truth bomb that I feel like the Suns need to hear. We're not very good. Like we know that, but like we're kind of painful to watch at times. And I remember in the game against the Clippers the other night, I looked to see if Bender was playing yet and he wasn't and I was really disappointed because I was like well I don't really have anything to look forward to in this game so that's kind of where I'm at with the uh the the Bender situation yeah I I really know how you're feeling um one thing I'm most excited to see is what if we go 
with Bender and Chris at the five and four, however they would line that up. I'd like to see those guys be the two biggest guys on the court for us in this stretch here, and I want to see how they work together. And maybe that will, uh, maybe they play together great, and maybe that makes Alex Len very expendable when it comes to the free agency this year. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just excited to see a starting lineup of Ulysses, Booker, Warren, Chris, and Bender. Like, that's just going to be a lot of fun to watch just a nice glimpse into the future right we can get younger than our record holding youngest starting five of all time like we can legitimately get younger and probably better right and i guess vendors in there yeah i guess you could trade out tj for Derek jones jr if you want to go for the age record too very yeah that's true that's true but either way yeah so another thing that i guess when i talk about me being disappointed that they didn't get this run together the thing that makes me think that the most is seeing how Tyler Eulis and Big Sauce Alan Williams had their kind of thing going. That I know that was more directed towards Eulis uh, feeding Sauce the ball down in the post, but Eulis makes you a better player. And I'd like to see, we see Eulis tossing the oops to Chris all the time. We see him finding TJ while he has a head full of steam going into the paint. I like that stuff, but I'd like to see what Eulis and Bender can do together. Bender's not the guy that you're going to set plays up for, but he's a guy that can just benefit from being in the system, and Eulis is that guy that's going to find him with the pass for the wide-open jumper or the nice cut. So that, that's one thing that I'm definitely more excited to see. And that kind of brings us into another thing I wanted to talk about here, I don't know if I'm more excited for this, these last few games of the season, being able to see Bender play, or if I'm looking more forward to Bender at Summer League this year. <laughs> I think Bender last year at Summer League, he just looked a little apprehensive out there. You could tell this was his first time with an NBA team. The lights were pretty bright for him, I'd say. But now that he went through an NBA season, got to see the court, and knows his teammates, I'm, I think that uh, we might see a new Dragon Bender at Summer League next year. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I want to go back to your first point for a second. Um, just the fact that we're saying this connection between Ulysses and Alan Williams has been like fun to watch and Williams has been great and all of this, it, just, it does go to show how good Tyler Ulysses is already. Like, if he's making his teammates that much better. We're talking about Alan Williams. Like, he probably shouldn't be on the roster. I love Big Sauce, but, like, he's there because we're tanking. Um, so I'm really excited to see what Euless can do with Bender. Um, and then, yeah, that's how you know you're a real Suns fan when you're already looking forward to summer league and the draft. I can't wait for the draft already, and we're still in the oh, regular yeah. season. And, like... I, I think the playoffs this year are actually going to be great, but I'm most excited for the draft and summer league. Right. I've I've really fallen into a bit of a, if I can be in one, a basketball lull, I guess. I mm. haven't been, well, maybe an NBA lull. I've, right. been, ex- I've been enjoying watching March Madness, obviously. Same. But <laughs> ever since the Suns shut down Bledsoe, there, like, like a, a switch flipped off, and it was like, man... 
it's really like this season's done and over with. Yeah, you watch the young guys and you try to figure out what they're going to be like next year. That's what I like to do. But it just seems like a switch flipped off. But, man, I'm just ready to go to Summer League because we're going to actually go this year. And we're gonna we're gonna rock it in Vegas, so I'm yes. excited about that. It's it's gonna happen. You heard it here in April. It's it's gonna happen. Hold me to it. <laughs> yeah. So David and I went for a night last year, but we want to do the whole darn thing this time. Yeah, I, I do think it the right we need way. to. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Right on. Okay, so we mentioned this was a short podcast. We're not done yet. We got more, but let's move things along. And, you know, we, we thought it'd be nice of us to go check in on our old buddy, PJ Tucker, see how he's been setting up in Toronto. So in the 19 games that PJ has been part of the Raptors, they've gone 13 and six and they're eight and two in their last 10. And PJ's numbers look pretty similar to his numbers in his son's Jersey. But since he's been on the Raptors, he's picking up six points and five and a half rebounds, getting 26 minutes per game. And that's compared to his seven points and six boards here in Phoenix with a few more minutes than that. So it, it seems like, I mean, this isn't even really a stat regression. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But he's on a team now that's they, – they have their offense set up already. They're consistent. They have scorers. P.J. really doesn't need to score the ball. So I like I like the position that they have him in there. And it, it looks like the Raptors – they're definitely locked into a top four seed in the East when we hit the playoffs. And as of recording today, Saturday, they're at the three seed, two and a half games back of the Cavaliers, but they're tied with the Wizards there. So it, that'll be an interesting that'll be interesting to see how that plays out once we hit the playoffs. Yeah, I think it will, and I, I'm really happy for PJ. Um, I've liked the Raptors for a while. That team's a lot of fun. I like DeRozan. I like Lowry. Um, I like Valanchunas. I like what they do. Um, also, I have some family in Toronto. Shout out to Spencer. Check out his YouTube channel, Spencer to the West. Shameless plug. But, uh, yeah, that, that team's a lot of fun, and I'm really happy for PJ. Hopefully uh, he can get some playoff wins. Absolutely. And that makes me think of this. Like, as Suns fans, we all loved watching PJ because we knew that he would be giving 100% on that court no matter the game, no matter the time, he was bringing it all. And especially when it came down to the nitty-gritty, the defense, where he was going to attempt to lock down the other team's best player. So I love that. That's what makes everybody love PJ so much, the hard hat, lunch pail mentality. So we've seen that in Phoenix for the last few years here. It's been great. We love the guy. But can you imagine what it's going to be like when P.J. Tucker steps out onto the court game one of a playoff series for the Raptors? Like, P.J.'s never smelled the playoffs. Right. It, it's going to be – I think we're going to see a new level of P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I think he is going to be insanely motivated. I think he's going to step up his defense from what it already is. Um, I just think we're going to see him play out of his mind and – I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and every time I catch a clip of a Raptors game or watch any of it, it, I just always see P.J. He's doing work. And, like, this season, I think his first game there, they played the Celtics, 
they beat him and he had a big part in it. I think he ripped one from it towards the end of the game and just doing his thing. And then against the bulls, it was an overtime game and he, he was just all over Jimmy Butler. Like Jimmy Butler Mm -hmm. wasn't going to get anything easy. And I just miss that a lot, but that's just a regular season game, right? These playoff games are going to, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Okay. So here's a question. Do you think PJ could still win the Dan Marley Hustle Award? Even oh, though he wow. plays for the Raptors now? I just thought of this. You know, the the way we left PJ, like the terms we left him on, we traded him to a playoff team, and it wasn't for us, it was for him. I think right. it's pretty safe to say it was for PJ. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd give it to him. Who else? Who else really deserves it? Who else hustles like PJ? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Who? I mean, Booker? <laughs> That's kind of just the default for any award on the team this year. <laughs> Man, that's... Maybe Euless, maybe Big Sauce. Uh, probably Big Sauce. Big Sauce. I think I think it'd have to be Big Sauce. Yeah, I think it But does. we'll see. We'll see. That'll be... Uh, I'm looking out for that now. I want to see how that goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'd be... Say, I don't know. How many games did PJ play for us? About... 50 over 50 I think so something something close to 50 did anyone bring as much hustle and effort in the 70 some games that we've played that PJ did in those 50 to 60 maybe Brandon Knight <laughs> just kidding obviously <laughs> towing that towing the gum Tupperware around <laughs> I don't know if that counts yeah that he's doing all that heavy lifting <laughs> on the bench all right, and something cool that's come out of this whole deal is, this is a Reddit thing, but the entire Suns, Suns subreddit has made friends with the entire Toronto Raptors subreddit, and we're all bros now. So as soon as we traded PJ, we went over to the subreddit. I'm saying we just like collectively as the r slash Suns. And we said, you take care of our boy. We love this guy. He's going to be great for you. You take care of him. And everyone was like, yeah, thanks, guys. Like, whatever, you're weird. But then <laughs> they saw PJ play, and they fell in love with PJ, just like we all loved PJ. And they come by, and they let us know that everything's cool. And, like, if PJ has a good game or a good play, you're probably going to see something about it on the Sun subreddit. So... I, I don't know. What I'm getting around to is it seems like there's so many rivalries amongst fans like the Lakers. Yes, we can talk crap about the Lakers because David isn't here. But yeah. also the, the Spurs. <laughs> this would you be know, an like, hour and a half long podcast if David were here right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would have just stirred the pot just enough to uh, make him defend it. Okay, yeah, but anyway. David's a Lakers homer. <laughs> he has some Lakers homerism if you didn't know about that, so... I don't even like saying that. Cut that out, please. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, I think it's cool that we have like a mutual respect for the Raptors now, a team that's not in our division, a team on a different level than us right now, but I'm just glad we're bros now. Yeah, it's fun. Just uh, people enjoying the game and enjoying a guy who plays it the way it should be. Absolutely. So whatever the case is, I think – like there's a chance that when the playoffs come around, the Raptors might be matched up against the Pacers and PJ versus Paul George. 
I mean, the the Raptors have to be terribly excited about when it comes to uh, having to guard that two or three or even four. They can they can put PJ on him, and right. they have Ibaka back there too. They have great defense. I find myself rooting for the Raptors a little bit nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was rooting for them hard last season. I mean, they had no chance, but I think they have right. a better chance this year, and I'm still rooting for them. We, you just got to sympathize a bit with, like, empathize, sympathize, one of the two, with those <laughs> nice Canadian folks, though. Like, you you can't dislike them. Oh, yeah. Got to oh, like the Canadians. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you know? Let's move things along. Keep it moving. And we're to Final Four talk time, and you guys oh. know I'm just going to pass this right over to Mitch. <laughs> and just tell us about – the big win out of Gonzaga today. I, you had to have been just thrilled. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, I'm still in a little bit of shock. Like, I still can't really believe it's real. Our first Final Four appearance, and we win a tough game. Um, the first half, we looked really good. We're up by nine at halftime. Come out and extend our lead even more. Go on a big run. We're up by... 14 at one point I was really hoping to extend that to 20 but we didn't and South Carolina played a great game they came back and tied it up and even took the lead for a little bit uh went on like a 14-0 or 16-0 run in the uh the middle of the second half and then we just kind of stormed back and had a 7-0 run of our own uh, Mark Few, AP Coach of the Year, absolutely deserves it. He was mixing up a lot of looks on defense in the last few possessions, and it was obviously frustrating South Carolina. So that was really cool to see just the coaching battle going on. Um, but from an NBA perspective, I've talked about Zach Collins before. He is a freshman, and I didn't really think he would – declaring for the draft or anything but he put up 14 points 13 rebounds and six blocks against a physical team i've seen a lot of people say he looks like a late lottery pick if he declares this year and i think my bias is playing into it but i have to agree like he just looks amazing he's had a great tournament um it all depends on if he declares because he could easily just go back and dominate one year. But, I mean, you make it to the championship game, what what more is there to do? Is he going to have a chance to be back there next year? It's hard to say. The other guy to look out for is Nigel Williams-Goss. He's, I don't know if he's like an NBA point guard, but he's been playing out of his mind. He had 23 points. He can shoot the three pretty well. Super smart player. Um so if if uh i think he's got a year of eligibility left but if he goes to the draft that'll be interesting to see um if anyone picks him up uh just smart player i think that's the best way to describe him he plays good defense too this whole gonzaga team plays really really good defense and it's just fun to watch from a just pure basketball standpoint you know they're top 11 in offensive and defensive efficiency from Ken Palm ratings, which is awesome to see. We're a super balanced team. We've got Shemek Karnowski, 7'1", 300 pounds, super nice guy. Um, 
really, really hard to say if he'll be able to make an impact in the NBA or not because he's a classic back-to-the-basket five who doesn't rebound super well. <laughs> so mm. uh, he's also really slow. That kind of hurts him. But you never know. Maybe he'll get some D-League minutes or be really successful in Europe. But maybe he'll get drafted like super late second round. It'd be cool if he did, but I have no idea. Um, yeah, you know, I liked I like watching Karnowski a lot, and he's a pretty good passer, am I right? Yeah, he's an excellent passer. It seems like he has a great feel for the game, and when he does have the ball under the bucket, like he, he knows what to do with it. He knows how to use the rim to shield shot blockers if he needs to go under the hoop to lay one in. He's just fun to watch down in the post. Yeah. And he, like... He's just such a beast compared to all the kids that are trying to guard him. Right. But they did equalize him about the only way you could equalize a guy of his size. They poked him in the eye. Yep. Uh-huh. And he went down and was saying <laughs> he couldn't see anything out of his right eye, which, uh, yeah, that would be tough. He went back to the locker room a little early but came back and had a pretty good second half. Um, I was kind of hoping he'd come back with an eye patch. <laughs> I was hoping for a Rip Hamilton style face mask, but we didn't get either of those. We just got like a band aid. So he's I was Polish, right? Yeah, he is. Oh, uh, if he would have rocked the eye patch, the the Polish pirate in Ooh, the championship game, that, that like, would have been good. I'm dreaming here, but I mean, imagine the the marketing of that. It's just beautiful. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, Zach Collins, I'm pretty big on him. I don't watch a ton of college ball until it comes time to just be watching uh, draft, like guys who are going to be declaring for the draft. But he's a ton of, he's a ton of fun to watch as a class, another big, big man. But he can shoot it a little better. Yeah, a but lot better. <laughs> one thing, yeah, right. So one thing I did catch tonight, and it, I thought of what if Alex Len was in the position. He got the ball on the baseline and he just kept the ball high and went straight up for a two-handed flush in a little bit of traffic it it was a great dunk it wasn't a powerhouse dunk or anything but he had to dunk it in that situation and I think of Len Len in that situation tries to take one too many steps and throw up some wild fading hook or fader from the middle of the lane and like I just go up and dunk it you're seven feet tall and it seems like even though he's thin, he knows what to do with the ball down in the paint if he gets the chance. Right. And I I definitely agree that he knows, but sometimes he hesitates for just a little bit. That's one of my biggest criticisms is that his decision-making needs to get a little faster, and he does like to put the ball on the floor a little too often. But in the in the tournament, he's done a great job of keeping the ball high instead of dribbling unnecessarily. So he's turned that around in the last few games. Um, Hopefully he can keep it up. It looks like he's going to be able to. But, I mean, the kid's 18 or 19. Like, he's still learning. You know, it's like all these one-and-done guys. But who knows? Who knows if he'll be one-and-done? I like him, though. As a Zag fan, I hope he stays. As an NBA fan, I kind of hope he declares. Right, kind of seems like a guy where you you wouldn't get too upset either way. Right. He could he could benefit from another year in college, or maybe that bump is what he needs to really get over that hump and be a true pro prospect. So 
Right, right. So okay, do you have any more Zags news? Um, next week will uh, be a very defining episode for the show, I think, because the championship game is on Monday when this episode comes out. So we don't know if Gonzaga won or not. So uh, go Zags! I'm just gonna leave it at that. You you just got to keep it positive and. That's all you can really do right now. Just keep a good mind. Maybe Monday when everyone's listening to this, they'll know that the Zags have won, and they'll be like, I bet it was be- it was because Mitch was so confident. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm just excited to be here. That's right. Okay. Well, I'm excited for this quick podcast to be over already, to tell you the <laughs> truth. We, we don't have David to keep us hanging here. So, <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Social media plugs one more time. Twitter is at Sunny and PHX Pod. Email is Sunny and PHX at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week. Go Suns. And go Zags.